Welcome to the Christian Marauder. Did you know that there is a mathematical design to the number of the beast? We will explore this and more today as we continue our study in Revelation chapter 13 on who and what the Antichrist is. With that, let's jump on in and begin. Revelation chapter 13 verse 18 out of the New King James says this, Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is a number of a man. His number is 666. The famous 666, the identity of the Antichrist. Who is it? Well, the Bible tells us to be able to calculate, to figure out the number and the meaning of the beast. Okay? It actually tells us to use Bible numbers here. Folks, there is a mathematical design to the number 666 that outlines the nature of the Antichrist and the spirit of Antichrist that is already at work in the world, identifying who he is and how close he is to appearing right now. The original meaning of Antichrist actually meant to replace God, not so much to be against God, but to replace God, how? By mockingly mimicking God, and thus the word came to mean anti-God or anti-Christ. So when you think of Antichrist, think of replacing Christ, and you will begin to calculate the number of the name, just with the meaning of the name Antichrist. In fact, 1 John chapter 4 verse 3 states this, that there is also a spirit of Antichrist already at work in the world. Both the Antichrist and the Antichrist spirit that is already at work in the world seeks to replace Jesus by mockingly mimicking God. And so will the Antichrist in the end days as well. So with that, let's look at Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 and 11. explains how every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. Thus to replace God is to have everyone bow their knee to the Antichrist spirit that's already at work in the world to replace God. And anyone who opposes will be incensed, shamed, and disgraced. And have you might be seeing that right now at work in the world, possibly? Thus the Antichrist spirit replaces Jesus by saying, You will bend your knee to political correctness. You will pay reparations. You will replace the family with the rainbow. We will erase your personal identity as a human being so you can become part of the collective high. We hear sports figures suggest the same as they bend the knee on the field. Yes, the spirit of Antichrist is already at work in the world, attacking all who disagree with them. You don't believe me? Then you need to crawl out of your cave and look around. They tell you to wear a mask until 2022 or 2030, whatever. The vaccines, lockdowns. There's always fear. In other words, there's fear. You can't stop the enemy. You can't stop the enemy. He's, he's too strong. If you want to go back to normal, you've got to wear a mask. You've got to obey us or else. We know better for you. We're looking out for your best interest. So obey or else. There's no election irregularities. You see none. You better shut up, man. You just shut up and bend over. Just shut up and obey. Man, I tell you folks, personally, I feel like I'm living way past the twilight zone. I'm actually living in the gaslight zone right now, where everybody's being gaslighted. In fact, Daniel chapter 7, verses 22 through 28, warns how the Antichrist is going to wear down the saints. And that word wear down means dishearten, shame, and disgrace the saints of God. And how he shall tend to change times and laws and even mock the meaning of words used in the law in order to skirt and break the law for example we just seen this happen in michigan where the michigan election officials and the courts all said that there were no 
irregularities happen. There was no breaking of the law because the meaning of the word place means anywhere in the building for Republican electors who are observers to be. They can be anywhere in the building or anywhere in the world in order to uh, we meet the criteria of place. So we put up petitions on the wall so they can't see uh, the, the election being stolen, but they were in place. So we didn't break any laws because there was some place in the building. There was some place outside. There was some place in the state. There was some place in the world. There was a Republican observer. So we didn't break any laws. Ha ha ha. Snicker, 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 snicker. Yeah, that's how the Antichrist spirit works. Okay, folks, that's the best example I can give you that you can understand it and wrap your head around real quick. It's all about you better obey us or else we know best because they, it's all about benevolent genocide and benevolent slavery for your own good. Daniel chapter 11 verse 23 tells us how the Antichrist will come to power through a small number of people. Likewise, the spirit of Antichrist will also work through a small number of people. These folks are identified in Revelation chapter 23 in section B of that verse from the New King James. It says, For your merchants were the great men of the earth, for by your sorcery all nations were deceived. Merchants in Greek, that's the word merchant that is translated out of the Greek, means those who own big businesses, who own the food chain, who own the world's resources, who own the shipping uh, meccas okay not the small retailers no they want to shut them down what better way than a pandemic to shut down 45 percent of the g and gdp in order to take over everything no 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 these are the great men of the earth these are the great people who control it all these are the governing elites and the world elite ruling class who own it all these are the governing bodies as i've been telling you about for some time their tactics use sorcery, okay? People get confused. Sorcery is pharmakia. Blah, 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 blah. Forget it. Just forget that. Look at the, the word pharmakia has shades of meaning. In this context, it means occult illumination, secret knowledge to manipulate the, the world. It's sorcery, witchcraft. And with the ideas they use, any maybe use drugs or anything, ideas to get people into altered states and addict them addict them to what government handouts anything to addict them to okay that is sorcery to addict and control and dominate so by them by these world's elites all nations were deceived another word deceived in the greek means to wander astray in other words to wander astray to replace god with their ideas for a better world of social justice revenge of a more equitable world a more sustainable world a benevolent genocide, a benevolent slavery, of gender fluidity, where the family is destroyed because it represents evil patriarchy. That's 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 bad. And replace it where the village raises the child. The village needs to brainwash. I mean, train your children. And so they have some plans for that, folks. So here is wisdom that the Bible says out of Revelation 13:18. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. To calculate the number of the beast is also to calculate the beast system, the Antichrist system that is at work in the world today. You need to recognize it to see how close we are to the end. This is a worldwide thing, a worldwide push by the world's elites to take over everything. Folks, the spirit of Antichrist works through that elite ruling class who stir the seas up, the nations toward a new world order, 
These are the people whom Congressman Larry McDonald warned about before he was killed in 1983 by the shoot-down of the, uh, the Korean airliner 007, shortly after he said this. The drive of the Rockefellers and their allies is to create a one-world government combining super-capitalism and communism under the same tent, all under their control. Do I mean conspiracy? Yes, I do. I am convinced there is such a plot, international in scope, generations old in planning, and incredibly evil in intent, by Representative Democrat Larry McDonald before he died. And in case you haven't noticed, it's happening right before our eyes. We have the World Economic Forum who wants uh, to combine supercapitalism, that means only the, the wealthy and who own it all, uh, are, make a world communism blended together, fascism and communism blended together, to make a kinder, gentler worker's paradise with them at the top. You are a slave and a serf, and they are the governing benevolent elite. Back to the feudal days, if you want to know what their government looks like. The spirit of Antichrist is not just limited to the working in the world. The Bible talks about a great apostasy coming. And so the spirit of Antichrist is at work in our churches right now that seek to replace Jesus with intellectual prowess and backbiting and infighting where there's every evil work. People tearing each other up in the churches, okay? We have them replacing Jesus by being rich and in need of nothing. They replace Jesus with seeker sensitiveness in the churches. They replace Jesus with angel encounters, power portals. Replace Jesus with loud, thunderous applause for super pastor leaders. With that, enter in the Antichrist, the first beast. Revelation 13 verse 1 says, And I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his head a blasphemous name. Let's break this down. First John sees a beast rising up out of the sea. To see in the second temple period when John wrote the book of Revelation was viewed as a place identified with, with resisting God, where evil brewed and stirred people up, chaos, it's a place of foreboding. The sea also represented it, nations of people with different languages, cultures, and way. That's, okay, that's what the word sea meant back then. The sea John saw was also seen by Daniel in chapter 7, verse 2 and 3. About every scholar I look up has said the same thing. Okay, and all of these connect right back to Revelations 13. All this indicates that the time before the rise of the beast involves a long period in history where the elite ruling class lays the foundation, the ideology, the sorcery needed, the philosophy, anything to addict people to uh, government handouts or central planning to bring forth a new world order and its ruler of its new utopia that lays the foundation that people will embrace it when it comes. So. We have a ruling class of world elites right now wanting to control the world, and they're open about it. These are the people that John F. Kennedy warned about before he was assassinated, who he called ruthless. Who J. Edgar Hoover warned us that folks just can't believe there is a conspiracy that could seek, destroy all that's good and decent. People just can't, can't never fathom it. Oh, it can't be. People are not that bad. That's impossible. Whom, like Bill Clinton's Deputy Secretary of State, Strobe Talbot, said in Time magazine, 
July 20th, 1992, and I quote, in the next century, referring to the year 2000, this was 1992, in the next century, nations as we know it will be obsolete. All states will recognize a single global authority. National sovereignty wasn't such a great idea after all. See, they already determined what is good and noble back then. Folks, with that, why did Joe Biden pick an all-pro-Chinese globalist cabinet? Folks, the beast that Daniel describes as rising out of the stormy sea illustrates how these elites create problems and produce chaos and then offer solution, whose goal is slavery to the elites to feed and clothe you from womb to tomb. They seek to replace God's order, design, laws, and ways, and justice and grace, replace God's slow to being anger, replaces goodness, replaces righteousness, truth, and protection with their ideas of a messianic vision of a kinder, gentler, more equitable world, cemented not by grace or fairness or equity, but by a mark of allegiance where none can buy or sell. It is obey or else. You know, God's not like that, but these people are. See, they want to replace God with their vision of God-likeness. Let's get back to Revelation chapter 13, verse 1, and it says out of the New King James, Then I stood on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads, ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. So let's look and see if these Bible numbers, 7, 10, 10, add any commentary, anything that God might want to say, in this text about how to identify the beast system that's arising so we can calculate the number of the name of the beast so we can identify what's going on here so the beast with seven heads ten horns and ten crowns lines up with the beast with four heads that daniel saw which had the same number of horns and crowns folks in daniel chapter seven with that i'm going to go to daniel chapter seven for a second the daniel saw four beasts so four is a hebrew pictograph of a door and it means an entryway. Also means a creative works, an entryway of creative works. So Daniel saw the entry of the beast system that is preparing the way for the beast to come, who that stirs up the seas and the peoples with chaos in order to arise. Okay? This is the same beast in full form all together now that John later sees in Revelation chapter 13, which we will look at in just a minute. For example, in Daniel chapter 7, verse 24, this is what Daniel says and explains what John sees. And the ten horns out of this kingdom are ten kings that shall arise. And so ten horns, John sees, are the ten ruling merchant-type elites who gain their authority from the beast to thus wear the crowns of authority of the devil to rule and prepare the way for the Antichrist to rule it all. Okay, just think for a second. John sees the beast with seven heads, meaning the spirit of Antichrist is in the world, reaching its goal of replacing God in the world with the devil's idea, utopic perfection. Why do I say that? Because number seven is traditionally the number of perfection. Everybody says that. But it's actually a picture graph of a plow. It means to plow, grow, and war to a state of perfection. That's the idea of the number seven. So you basically rest in what you plow in, you war in, you take rest and breaks, and you watch how it goes, and you go back and you tend to keep that. Therefore, the beast with seven heads 
possibly represents the devil's top commanders who help support the Antichrist come to power to maintain power. These are the principalities spoken of in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Some scholars agree with me, others do not. I'm not going to get hung up on a boxing match on who's right. I'm giving you this as an opinion, something to search out on your own. This is what I see the seven heads represent. The seven leading principalities that will help bring forth the Antichrist to rise to power and maintain his power. The storylines of the patron gods over the seven cities we've seen in Revelation chapter 2 and 3, if you follow their storylines alone, line up with what I just said. That's why I stick with the book of Revelation. It, it helps explain itself. Okay, I'm just not going to get into a lot of details on that right now. Next, you have ten horns, ten kingdoms. Now, number ten, the Hebrew root meaning, number ten in, in Hebrew is the letter Yod, and its meaning, its picture graph of an arm, and its root meaning denotes the work of an arm or hands that help out, or a mighty right hand that's given to another to help them do some sort of task or activity. It also refers to the Ten Commandments of Laws with the idea of living responsible to these, with help from above. That's the idea of the Ten Commandments. Okay, you can either have help from God and His ways, or you can try to do it yourself, or you can create your own laws, whatever. That's what the idea of number 10 means, okay? So let me just wrap this up and give you the bottom line meaning of the numbers and what, and what they point out here. So look on your screen here and you'll see this written out for you. The devil through the Antichrist seeks, number 7, to plow, grow, and war towards perfection through ten kings, kingdoms, with authority to replace God's order, commandments, with theirs. So it's the rise of the Antichrist, you'll see the devil working through, in order to bring his Antichrist being into play, through a world elite who set up ten kingdoms with authority, and they will exercise it to replace God's order and commandments with theirs. That's what you'll see. Thus, these ten kings change laws, getting away with crimes because they use laws for thee, but not for me approach. Do you see that happening today? This lines up with what Daniel chapter 7 verse 25 points out, how the Antichrist will seek to change times and laws. Bible interprets Bible, folks. I'm not making this up. Really not. The numbers used in Revelations 13 have that established Hebraic numeric meanings that does not add, again, does not take away from anything from the Bible. and lines up with Bible interprets Bible rule. So we have the numbers 7, 10, and 10. Okay? And, and now you can find shades of meaning and more meaning here. If you add 7 plus 10, you get 17, and 17 plus 10, you get 27. So you get the sums 17 and 27, which add more insight into the devil's plan for perfection, how to bring about his utopia through this governing world elite. 17 means overcoming an enemy or achieving absolute victory. Number 27, root meaning means atonement, a mercy seat, proclaiming words of truth. It's the ministry of salvation, or it can also indicate words used as weapons of spiritual warfare to achieve some type of salvation or freedom. Remember, context is important here. There are shades of meaning here. Just like in any dictionary has of their own words, there are shades of meaning, okay? 27 also has a prime factor meaning. It's 3 times 3 times 3, which, uh, which is basically 
uh, 9 times 3 or 3 times 9. That's what it means. 3 times 9. Okay, just make it simple for you. That's the uh, prime factor number. 3 times 3 times 3, which brings shades of meaning into its definition. You have 3. If 3 means it's, it means to unite, to bring into unity, to okay, to travel toward unity, to bring something together. And, and the number 9 is, a, is the Hebrew pictograph of a gift basket. It's a gift basket. And the idea, you know, the 9 gifts of the Spirit fit in here. You know, that's the idea. But the gifts of the Spirit were justice gifts to bring justice back into the world and to heal people, set people free. So, so the number 9 here means justice gifts are gifts of justice, gifts that bring justice. So thus you put it all together. Keep tracking with me. I'll give you the bottom line meaning here. Let's look at this and let's plug what I with the number 17 and 27 into the the meaning of 7, 10, and 10 here. The devil through the Antichrist will plow war towards perfection through 10, the kings and kingdoms, with authority to replace God's order and commandments with theirs to 17 to overcome and achieve absolute victory over God. That's the context. By all, how? By offering new justice gifts that bring some sort of salvation by his blasphemous name, his character. That's what the context of Revelations chapter 13 verse 1 mentions about the, the blasphemous name written on the heads of the beast. Okay, Salvation by his blasphemous character traits. Just before the Antichrist appears, the world elites were going to draw people away from God by extolling his blasphemous character trait to replace God's order and design. How? Well, you have social justice by revenge. It's all about justice gifts. If we just wake up and smell the coffee, the Bible prophecy really comes alive. And all of a sudden you go, wow, we are. This is a worldwide phenomenon of social justice. Warrior, social justice by revenge, pay reparations. Wow, we are right there. It's all about solving income equality by making everybody equally impoverished serfs. It's all about fairness. And you got to take somebody else's rights away in order to establish fairness. Yeah, redistribution. In other words, theft. You steal from the, the middle class in order to get rid of them. So you have a new middle class who will keep the serfs in line. And so that people will have a benevolent form of slavery for the serfs, control the world's population by benevolent genocide. Because then you achieve social justice by these new social justice gifts. So here you have in here with the, the number 7, 10, 10, and you add those together, it pointing out something that we are seeing today. I'm not making this up. This lines up with Daniel chapter 11, verse 23, that states, For he shall come up, become strong with a small number of people. These are the top merchant elites who teach the world to bend the knee to the character traits of the devil. Okay, what are the character traits of the devil? The devil lies, he deceives, he kills, he steals, and he destroys. That's the whole basis of his justice gifts that you will see at work in the world, leading to the rise of the Antichrist. Look at Revelation chapter 13, verse 2. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. His feet were like the feet of a bear. His mouth was like the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. That's reading out of the New King James. Again, the beast John sees is different than the one Daniel saw in Daniel chapter 7. 
However, it consists of all the body parts of the four beasts that Daniel saw that are united this time as one beast. This speaks of volume in Bible prophecy, folks. The four beasts Daniel sees arising from a chaotic sea in Daniel chapter 7 are revealed in Daniel chapter 2 uh, when Nebuchadnezzar had his dream about the statue that Daniel interpreted. And, and Daniel interpreted it as four kingdoms that will arise. And the four kingdoms that arise illustrate the beast system and how it works. And all four of them blended together, ideology of all four will be blended together in the last days. And we will see that. And that's what this is saying. That's why John says the beast was all the same body parts as the one Daniel saw. Daniel saw how it began in the past. And now John takes us through the present history to the future. So let's look at that. The first part of the statue that Nebuchadnezzar saw and Daniel interpreted was a golden head. This represents the golden-headed dream to control the world, to dominate one world government, one world everything, with the ruling elite to control all the world's resources, all the villages, everything is controlled by a governing body, a world elites submitted to an emperor, so to speak, or one who will rule the world. It's the idea of world domination. That's the golden-headed dream. The second empire that emerged that uh, uh, Nebuchadnezzar saw in, in, of this dream that he had, it represents the silver. It's the media Persian empire that came about. It's the silver dream to control the world by a new form of justice and freedom by an elite ruling class that rules through a helper class that replaces God's justice and mercy. That's the idea here. The Persian empire ruled through a weaker Mede empire. In other words, in the empire to come, in the Antichrist, you have a ruling elite who wants a lower class overseers to rule the serfs. And the idea is all about justice and fairness and, and, and stuff. And Cyrus, who came in media Persia, set the, you know, gave a decree, set people free. It was all about social justice. It sounded great. So this idea is the silver-headed thing of justice and fairness and equality. And letting people go back to do whatever they want to go back to. Okay? Keep tracking with me. I think some of you are actually getting it. The third uh, is the bronze part of the statue that Daniel interpreted for Nebuchadnezzar. And that's the Greek. The Greek Empire. And, and the Greek bronze means uh, justice. Bringing justice into the world. Okay? And judgment and so forth, etc. And bronze represents law, arts, entertainment, government, science used to Hellenize the entire world, bringing it into a one-world culture mindset. Thus, here it represents replacing God's way with a one-world mindset for a more equitable world of justice and fairness. It goes right with and builds off of each other. You have a one-world government who wants a silver dream of redemption for everybody, but you're going to have to have laws, you're going to have to manipulate the arts, entertainment, the government, and sciences in order to Hellenize to produce a one-world utopic mindset that everybody will love and fall into. We need, we need the village to raise your kids, I mean to brainwash them, so they'll enter into this benevolent slavery, I mean this benevolent world of benevolent genocide. To Hellenize the world with a one-world mindset. I can quote Alice Bailey all day long on some of this stuff. I can quote you some of the world's elites who are saying the same thing. I mean, 
It doesn't take rocket scientists. They're very open about it right now. Next, the last kingdom that uh, Nebuchadnezzar saw and Daniel interpreted was with the iron legs with the feet mixed with clay. And that represents Rome, okay? And it, it is the rule of law to rule the masses, the clay, by use of bread and circuses and by benevolent slavery ideas. It's the iron laws, how Roman law worked, you know, if you go and study this. It's laws for thee, but not for me. So the Senate and all these other ruling bodies, they could break the law with impunity, but nobody else could. You see, that's Rome. And they were very vicious. They, and if you disobeyed, they come down hard on you, must obey or else. And they were all about raw paganism. They wanted the Mirtha religion that, you know, that celebrates the winter solstice with the, with the birth of Mirtha, Dionysius, the sun deity to come out to rule the earth on the winter solstice on December 25th. You know, that's what that is all about. I'm just, <laughs> sorry, folks. It's just, just fact, just fact. You can check it out. Fact check me on that. So the iron law was to bring everybody under the rule of an emperor. And you obey or else. If you don't, you're severely punished. If you obey, you get bread and circuses. Okay? So what they do, this idea of this, is you rule the clay with iron law, not the law of God in the heart. So you replace the law of God in the heart of human beings get rid of Christianity, persecute them, get rid of everything for one world government to start walking so it can crush the clay. Folks, these four empires ended as Daniel chapter 7 verse 12 reveals. However, their ideas live on through the spirit of Antichrist at work in the world, lays out the stages to create a new world order by elite ruling class. So the Antichrist rises to rule all, replacing God Almighty on earth in complete blasphemous mockery of Jesus setting up his millennial reign saying that Jesus ain't all that. He can't do it. They're going to do it first. Because how? The elites own everything. They own the world. They're in league with the devil. They got the devil's authority and power. How can they call the shots now? How can they lose? That's the idea of mentality. Do you see that mentality happening right now in some of the world's elites? last part of Revelation 13, verse 2 says, And the dragon gave the Antichrist his power, his throne, and his great authority, to handle the chaos made by the ruling elites under Lucifer's spells in order to make it all happen. In other words, this is controlled chaos. Did you know that the United Nations Planetary Initiative Project was useful in the planning and drafting of Agenda 2030? In a document called Planetary Boundaries Initiative Submission Documents, colon, Draft UN Declaration on Planetary Boundaries, 2011 Planetary Boundaries Initiative, Submission to the International on Global Food Security, Draft Declaration for Public Participation in Planetary Boundaries. Uh, let me try to wrap that up, what that means. Um, they're going to take over the world's food supplies. They want to control crises like pandemics and, and, and famines in order to control the world's population. They say it really nice, benevolent-sounding words, you know, very silver and very bronze-sounding dragon-speak words, man, I tell you. And back in 2017, the UN Planetary Initiative Project had a slogan back in 2016 and 17, and I have a document that proves it, and you can look it up. It's called Build Back Better. It's all about using crisis and chaos in order to bring about, to destroy capitalism, to build back better communism.
That's the whole idea. This was in 2017, way before Joe Biden probably ever thought of running for president. And Biden, Joe Biden, recently used as his campaign slogan, guess what? Build back better. The same slogan used by the World Economic Forum right now. Well, the director of the UN Planetary Initiative, David Spangler, said this, No one will enter the New World Order unless he or she will make a pledge to worship Lucifer. With that, recall the Antichrist meaning means to replace, mimic, or mock what God does. So to recap, Revelation chapter 13, verse 1 and 2, the dragon gives the Antichrist his power, authority, and throne to speak blasphemous words that mock Jesus' second coming by setting up their own version of the millennial kingdom before Jesus does. This, the word Antichrist means to replace Christ or replace God by mockingly mimicking God. That's the idea. So the devil and the Antichrist will, and this, and this character called the false prophet, we'll see in a few minutes here, uh, will mockingly mimic the resurrection of Jesus Christ in order to have the world to seek their blasphemous road of salvation to escape God's wrath. Look at Revelation 13, verses 3 and 4. And I saw one of his heads as it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world marveled and followed the beast. So they worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast who is able to make war with him? So all of a sudden you see a, a bona fide miracle, a resurrection from the dead, with a mortal head wound suddenly come back to life before all. Wow, everyone marvels because they're worshiping the dragon who's mimicking God, the Antichrist who is mimicking Jesus to set up a millennial kingdom. So that's how the Antichrist mocks and mimics the resurrection and to replace the resurrection of Jesus Christ with his own to make the whole world follow him. Revelation 13, verse 5. He, and he was given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and he was given authority to continue 42 months. The number 42, and I kid you not, has an established meaning. It means, it means oppression, to kill. It means the bear or a beast. It means Israel's oppression or the Baal spirit, or anti-God spirit that produces many evil servants to oppress who seek to replace God. That's what the word means. So why 42 months? I think God's trying to tell us something. It will be a time of great oppression by the beast. Israel will be oppressed too by an antichrist, anti-God spirit that will produce many servants that seek to replace God and worship of God. That number describes what the antichrist and his minions and his elites are doing to a T, folks. Revelations 13, verse 6. Then he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and those who dwell in heaven. And it was granted to him to make war with the saints to overcome them. And authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. In other words, that what it's all about, folks, here is replace God's tabernacle and those who dwell in heaven with their ideas for a better world, a better universe, which they control all under the Antichrist to be their own little gods and God class because they own it all in a universe built upon murder, theft, destruction, and lies. Because the ends justify the means to make a more sustainable, equitable world of redistributed wealth to the serfs, but not for them. Look at Revelation 13, verse 4 says, So they worshipped the dragon who gave the authority to the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like is the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And folks, 
we see this mentality. You can't fight the evil. Evil's going to win. They're stealing an election, all this stuff. You know, and you can't, oh, well, and people feel helpless. They feel like, what's the use? Why try? I rest my case on that. Um, Bob Utley in his Bible study commentary says this on Revelations here, that same verse. The Antichrist war on the saints is mentioned in Daniel 7.21 and Daniel 7.25. It refers to the physical death of God's people. There is a time when the enemy seems to be the victor like Calvary, but Revelation and Daniel teach that this victory is short-lived. Notice that God's people are protected from the wrath of God, but not from the wrath of the beast and his followers. God allows evil and apparent victory in order to reveal its true nature and intention. That's the end quote of Bob Utley's commentary on that verse. This reminds me of what Nebraska State Senator Peter Hoagland said on a radio show in 1983. And I quote, Fundamental Bible-believing people do not have the right to indoctrinate their children in their religious beliefs because we, the state, are preparing them for the year 2000 when America will be part of a one-world global society and their children will not fit in, end quote. Just recently, if you got a phone, on Apple phone, or an Android, did you not give some sort of message that reminds you that we are global citizens now? And schools are teaching our kids to be good global citizens. Next, Revelation 13, verse 8 says, And all who dwell on the earth will worship him whose names have not been written in the book of, of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. He who leads into captivity will go into captivity, and he who kills with the sword will, must be killed with the sword. Here is the patient and, and faith of the saints. This is some very cryptic language here. It's very hard to, to sort out. But the first part of there, yeah. All who worship the beast in his image and get his mark, will, will have their name is not written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Okay? But if anyone has an ear, let him start to hear this. He who leads into captivity shall go into captivity. So here's the Antichrist system will lead people into captivity. And he who kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. Okay? Now, now get the picture here. They want to kill all who oppose them and silence them with no end. So anyone who opposes the one world government order and the Antichrist system that is arising are going to be led into, they're going to lead you into captivity and they will slay you by the sword. So what this is saying here, folks, these people will not be redeemable because they're going to be led in captivity to the very bowels of hell. They'll be swimming laps in the future lake of fire for eternity. And they will be killed by the sword, by great calamities that we will see in Revelation chapter 16 concerning the seven bowls of God's wrath. So Revelation chapter 13 verse 11 says this, Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like the lamb and spoke like a dragon. Now enter in the Antichrist. This is mockingly mimicking the triune nature of God. Now God is uh, one God, but three persons. I can't explain the doctrine of the Trinity right now. I might have to take that up at another date and time. I mean, I don't know if anybody really can. But this is mockingly mimicking the Trinity. They worship the dragon, the devil. Just like David Spangler says, you have to worship Lucifer to be a part of the New World Order. I'm not making this up. It's up there. It's on public domain. You can find these people saying this stuff recently. And, uh, and then you got to worship the Antichrist, the Son. And then uh, you have to, the fake Holy Spirit or the false prophet. This is a total mockery 
of the triune nature of God. And Utley's Bible study commentary on Revelation 13.11, and I quote, says this, This is an allusion to Daniel 7.17. Many have assumed that these two beasts are in parity with the two witnesses of God in Revelations 11.13 and 14, while others have assumed that the dragon and the two beasts are a parody of the Trinity, end quote. And so, I'm not just saying this. He brought out the same point that I was going to bring out, but I'm, I might as well quote somebody else besides me, so you understand what I'm saying here. So my opinion is that both these will probably apply, because they both fit. They both mock the two witnesses, the Antichrist and the false prophet mock the two witnesses, because they make war against the two witnesses, and the two witnesses are battling them. And then, uh, and then you also have the mocking of the Trinity, of the nature of God himself, okay? Both these make sense to me. No, notice that the beast had two horns like a lamb, but spoke like a dragon. This false prophet appears to be coming from God's household, and to join all to the devil's throne. In other words, it's like the apostate church, or the one world church. There'll be a mix of all the world's religions, and the apostates who did not make it in the rapture. We're going to make up this group of people, and this false prophet's going to arise out of that group of people. He's going to look, he's going to talk like a, uh, he's like he's from God and in one world. You're going to say the same thing the elite says. It's all going to be about ecumenicalism. It's all going to be about lovey-dovey stuff and letting your guard down. It's going to really be deceptive. Why? He looks like he's from the lamb, but he speaks like a dragon. With that, let me illustrate what dragon speaks sounds like. Dragon speaks talks about redistribution of wealth. There's income inequality, so we must redistribute because evils of capitalism make income disparity. Okay? So we got to level the playing field. And basically what they're saying is you got to make everybody equally poor. But sounds good. Socialism, good. Freedom, bad. Freedom of speech, terrible. You can't get anything done with discourse, debate, and free speech. No, 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 no. It's just their way or the highway. So they speak great swelling words of emptiness. They lure through the lust of the flesh. That's what dragon speak does. They talk about saving the planet. They talk about climate change. They talk about Green New Deals. They talk about who needs the Bible. All we need is Black Lives Matter to rule everything. We need new science alone to, to, to dictate what we are to believe. We're to get rid of the God of the Bible and his people because they're racist. They're homophobic. they got to be destroyed because they're the oppressors. we got to oppress them. we got to oppress the world because they are the oppressors and protect everybody from these people. So we got to kill these people and have a more tolerable, equitable world. Makes no sense to me. Why? But that's dragon speak, okay? They speak all kinds of great slogans and words that sound really good. We gotta save the planet, save the whales, save the teddy bears. They're about they're threatened with extinction. Okay, I'm just saying. This is what Dragon Speak does. That's what Dragon Speak does. Revelation 13, verse 12. He exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and those who dwell on it to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. In other words, the, that beast replaces Jesus, replaces God. And so everyone worships him. Okay, Revelation 13, 13. He performs great signs so that he even makes fire come down from heaven on earth in the sight of men. Verse 14. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he, has, he was granted to do in the sight of the beast, telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image of the beast who was wounded by the sword and lived. Uh, folks, this mocks 
the resurrection of Jesus, as well as part of the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit that mockingly attributes the works of God to Satan to, in order to replace God. In my humble opinion, this ends up getting the unbelieving world to blasphemy the Holy Spirit because they see another resurrection. Revelation 13, verse 15, And he was granted power to give breath to the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship the image of the beast to be killed. This is, this is how a beloved, dragon-speaking, tolerant, kind, gentle, hug-the-world, uh, we-are-the-world utopia is. Those who don't worship the beast will be killed. Boy, the hypocrisy of their tolerance knows no bounds. In Revelation chapter 13, verses 16 and 17, it says this, He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive the mark on their right hand and on their foreheads, and that no one can buy or sell except one has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. People, after seeing these signs, they can say, God's not really God because we have one here one in the flesh alive who does the work of God before our eyes and feeds us and gives us bread and toys to play with for all, who offers the kingdoms of the world to us by means of redistributional wealth and social justice. We have revenge. It's in Revelation chapter 13, verse 18, it says this, Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beasts. For it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. 666 is known as the Antichrist number. It has shades of meaning. So we're going to look at the screen now, and I'm going to put this up, and I'm going to just kind of read this so you get the idea of what the number of 666 means so you can calculate the number of the name. I'm just doing some simple calculations. I'm not getting into the full manifested details of it all. I'm just, giving, I'm just helping you understand that the Bible says to calculate the number of the name. Folks, 666 is a number with an established meaning. It is the Antichrist number. This number also has shades of meaning that actually describe the Antichrist character traits mentioned in the book of Daniel 2. Folks, I'm not making this up. 666 also means one of warfare, of great pride, one who puts others into bondage, change and shackles. One who puts people under the devil's rule and control. It's also known as the son of the harlot. 666 also has a prime factor meaning derived from its prime factor, which is 2 times 3 times 3 times 37. So you have 2 times 3 equals 6, and 6 times 3 is 18, and 18 times 37 equals 666. Okay? Thus, the prime factors that you use to help describe the shades of meaning to the number 666 that's established as the Antichrist number 2, 6, 18, and 37, which will tell us of the character of the Antichrist, that means his name, and it will give us further shades of meaning to the number 666. And putting it all together, we see this picture emerge. 2. One who brings the house of man into bondage, serfdom, who is a chosen servant that gives gifts of a covenant sealed by blood. Okay, let's think for a second. That's what that means. The prime factor meaning one who brings the house of man into bondage serfdom, who is a chosen servant that gives gifts of a covenant sealed by blood. This possibly could be the false resurrection of the dead that we saw earlier in the text. It could also mean that they offer a blood sacrifice 
of uh, believers and Jewish people. They murdered them in droves as a blood sacrifice to Lucifer, so to speak. It could mean that as well. So you get an idea of something taking shaping up here. So with that, folks, let's further calculate the name of the Antichrist. Next, you can also look at further shades of meaning for 666S and read it as 600, 60, and 6. Okay, each of these numbers have meanings that also describe how to identify the name and character of the Antichrist, just as the book of Revelation says we can calculate the name. 600 root meaning means warfare armed forces. It means a master of fortresses and conflict that puts people into bondage. That's what 600 means. Warfare armed forces being a master of fortresses and conflict that put people into bondage. With that, we need to find the shades of meaning from the prime factor to get some further clarity to it. So the prime factorization of 600 is 2 times 2 times 2 times 3 times 5 times 5. So you get these sums, 2, 4, 8, 24, and 120, which equals 600. You plug this into the root meaning combined with the prime factor sums to uncover the shades of meaning for 600, and we see this. We see the the, the devil and the harlot's households, creative works that brings new beginnings of a governing order, a council, during a divine period of probation, waiting for a man of peace and harmony and accord to appear as a man of peace. What? So the master of warfare fortresses and armed forces, the son of the harlot system can come forth. Okay? Some people go, oh, well, well I don't understand what the meanings of these words are. And I, okay. So let me state, how do I come up with that? Well, you have two. Two is a picture of a house. It means um, household. Four means creative works or entryway. Eight means new beginnings. Twenty-four means a representative leadership and council. And 120 uh, means a divine period of probation, waiting for a man of peace and harmony or somebody, a messiah, to come forth. That's what the idea is of the what 120 means. He's, that the messiah would appear. Some sort of messiah figure will come. So when you put those meanings in with that text, you get what I just said here. A household of creative works that bring new beginnings of a governing order council during a divine period of probation, waiting for a man of peace, harmony, and accord to appear as a man of peace. And so you equal 600, the master of warfare fortresses and armed fortress, who is the son of the harlot system. This describes the power of the Antichrist that's already at work in the world, which Daniel first mentions in Daniel chapter 2 about the statue, and John's mentions here in, in chapter 13. There's a divine period of, of probation of the world's elites, a governing council during this, is, is waiting and building for this uh, man of peace and harmony to appear, the master of fortresses. And then the book of Daniel talks of the Antichrist being has a god of fortresses, right? Next, folks, let's add in the established meanings of 60 and 6 to this here. 60 is the Hebrew letter, and its pictograph is of a staff. Its basic root meaning means hand on a staff, support to prop up what one relies on the most, such as authorities or God. It also means how one warps truth to justify relying or leaning on self, pride, conceit, worldly inventions to rely on something, okay? To find the shades of meaning to 60, you gotta, you got to do the prime factor, which is simply 4 times 15 <laughs> equals 60. So you, you use 4 and 15, and this picture comes into focus. 
entering into a new covenant of peace so one receives promises for a new direction to travel and life that provides deliverance and salvation the number six means not just man it means what man attaches to himself the world the flesh the devil whatever so according to the context of revelation 13 man attaches himself to the antichrist just as 666 indicates so let's add in the meaning of 666 the antichrist the meaning of 660 and 6 then add in all the prime factor meanings and we calculate this about the number of his name and character that helps identify the antichrist system at work in the world the prime factor of 66 let's look at that first the one who brings the house of man into bonded serfdom is the chosen servant who gives gifts of a covenant sealed by blood is the replacement christ the master of warfare pride son of the harlot the prime factor of 600 the devil and the harlot's households creative works prepare for new beginnings by means of a governing order council during a divine period of probation waiting for a man of peace and harmony and accord to appear as a man of peace and the root meaning of 600 is the master of warfare fortresses and armed fortress forces to have people rely on 60 for support like a staff his creative works of a covenant of peace with its promises for a new direction to travel in life provides deliverance and salvation from god so man can attach himself to all that is offered and the context here is the mark of the beast so folks these number meanings of 666 is amazingly tie into everything the book of revelation teaches about the antichrist as well as what daniel saw and I got to tell you, I did not base my study on the meaning of numbers. In fact, I did not do the study of any of the numbers in Book of Revelations until I prepared for this study. <laughs> so I kind of stayed out of the Book of Revelation for years, didn't try any of this stuff in there until just recently. And again, I stand amazed at how it lines up with what we are seeing today. Therefore, the spirit of Antichrist will lead the elites to openly reveal themselves when they are ready to take over the entire world. After this is when the real Antichrist arrives on the scene, granting them his authority to rule the nations on his behalf, mocking Jesus' millennial reign to a T and his resurrection, all to get people to replace God to worship them. With that, folks, I'm going to give you some quotes from some reputable uh, people of high statute and standing. General Douglas MacArthur said, I am concerned for the security of our great nation, not so much because of any threat from without, but because of the insidious forces working from within. On February 7, 1950, James Powell Warburg made this statement before the United States Senate. This is public record, folks. We shall have world government whether or not we like it. The only question is whether world government will be achieved by conquest or consent. President Harry Truman said this in the 1950s. For some time I have been disturbed by the way the CIA has been diverted from its original assignment. It has become the operational and at times policy-making arm of the government. Henry Kissinger, during the World Affairs Council pre press conference, Regent Beverly Hill Wilshire Hotel, said on April 19th, The new world order cannot happen without U.S. participation, as we are the most significant single component. Yes, there will be a new world order and it will force the United States to change its perceptions. H.G. Wells wrote in a 1939 book, The New World Order, and I quote, 
When the struggle seems to be drifting definitely towards a world social democracy, there may still be very great delays and disappointments before it becomes an efficient and beneficent world system. Countless people will hate the new world order and will die protesting against it. When we attempt to evaluate its promises, we have to bear in mind the distress of a generation or so of malcontents, many of them quite gallant and graceful-looking people. David Spangler, Director of Planetary Initiative United Nations, said this, No one will enter the New World Order unless he or she makes a pledge to worship Lucifer, and no one will enter the New Age unless you take the Luciferian initiation. These are the people that U.S. Congressman, Democrat, Larry McDonald warned about before he was killed in the 1983 shootdown of Korean airliner 007. After he said this, the drive of the Rockefellers and their allies is to create a one-world government combining supercapitalism and communism under the same tent, all under their control. Do I mean conspiracy? Yes, I do. I'm convinced there is such a plot, international scope, generations old in planning, and in incredibly evil and intent. And just like J. Edgar Hoover says, people are simply not going to believe that people want to destroy all that's decent and good. Yes, there is. Open your eyes. So how far are we toward the unveiling of the Antichrist is anyone's personal guess. I don't know. Now, what is the number of his name? Is his name Charlie or Smith or John or whatever? Nobody will know that because that's Dramatria. That comes later. People have tried to calculate this. I stay away from calculating gematria on people's name, trying to define out who the Antichrist is, because it is, right now, he's not revealed. Once he's revealed, his name will match gematria of 666. And all the definitions of what I just revealed and the elite's play of building the system for him to come to power will all line up to a super T, then you know just who in the heck he really is at that time. With that, you have a nice day. I want you all to play with your kids, go to the store, shop, give your wife or husband a big hug. That's it, folks. What else can I say other than to pray and be counted worthy to stand before the Son of Man to escape these things about the fallen mankind and be kept far from the evil one? Amen. I don't know what else to say, folks. I really don't. With that you all be blessed this is the christian marauder if you'd like to support me i'm going to roll out the video you can look on the screen how to contact me and support me with that i'll roll out the video to the end you all be blessed in jesus name